Son, Holy Spirit from God, Amen. We gather in this blessed church to on the eve of the great Friday of Holy Pascha week. And the great Friday has a significance in the life of the church and life of Christians. Four days we consider as the holiest four days, the Palm Sunday. Of course, that each day of us as a Christian is a holy day, but, uh, but the most holiest Palm Sunday, which was today, coming Thursday, uh, Friday, Great Friday, and the Holy Resurrection Feast. Uh, I'm not here today to tonight just to give you a sermon or to meditate about the events of the day, but I just want to give a hint about what we are going to do tomorrow. Some people, they don't understand what we are going to do tomorrow. The most, the only impression they have that this is the longest day of prayer. You come to the church, at 8 o'clock, you finish after 9 hours or 8 hours worship. And some people, they don't understand what we are doing, what, why this, why this is very long. And maybe you're facing the same question from your kids. Why? Uh, I remember I was serving before I became a bishop in a church and uh, there is uh, a little kid, uh, his grandpa, brought him from Palm Sunday every Pascha, every morning Pascha, every uh, evening Pascha, every day. He spent the whole, almost whole week. So on the sermon of Friday, he was sitting on the first row of the church. So he read while I am the as priest I am serving, I was serving with him. Uh, he was giving the sermon, so we found this kid, he kept raising his hand. But we don't understand. So Abuna stopped of the sermon. It's, it was a great Friday. And then he asked Abuna, if there is a church tomorrow, <laughs> he was focusing about the time he spent for the last week. And then he got uh, uh, curious about what is going to be tomorrow? <laughs> and this is will not finish. If you come to the church and you, if you go to any place and you do not understand what is going around you, of course you will feel pain, you will feel uh, frustrated, you don't want to attend. Uh, that's why sometimes we push our kids to come to the church because they don't understand what we are going. They know that the liturgy is only three hours, four hours, but they don't understand what is Abuna doing on the altar, what he, the other deacon is saying, what does this him saying, and this. That's why today I will give you an example of how to enjoy the time tomorrow and how you spend the most of your time enjoying the rites of the church in the Good Friday. The wives of the forefathers, when they put together the, uh, the prophecies, the hints of the church, they put it with, with wives. How 
each things it linked together. Why they make this lahn for him very long? Why they took, they applied this to our church? Why don't we say very quickly, why don't we stand in the Great Friday is only one hour ago? But when you understand that God spent years and years to prepare for our salvation, why God, when Adam fell, he said, okay, I will forgive you. Or I sacrifice, I do myself right away, and that's the end of the story. But God spent all these years, prophecies, prophets came just to prepare the mind of man and the all humankind to understand what does sacrifice means for us. He gave it a, a different kind when you read in Moses and Aaron, how he uh, submitted to them to start to offer not only Moses and Aaron, and from the beginning, from Melchizedek and Abraham, when he offered the wine and bread. When the three came to visit Abraham, and Abraham went, and we read it today in the prophecy, and then ran to Sarah and said to her, Go, we have a guest, which may be one of the apparition of the son on the Old Testament to Abraham. And he went and slaughtered the calf for him and offered to him. So this is all, it gives us a meaning of sacrifice and the sacrifice of our, uh, sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. I will give you an example of tomorrow, one of the most prayer. Tomorrow, the whole day, 11th hours, we prayed. Like we did, we did today, we did five hours today. It took eight, three hours. But tomorrow, we add more to each hour. But the tomorrow day, uh, the tomorrow, tomorrow's uh, prayers, 11 hours, 10 and 1. So we start with uh, I, I said 11 hours, but it's not the count of the 11. Why? Because we say first hour, third hour, sixth hour, ninth hour, eleventh uh, hour. Hmm? The twelfth hour, six. But we call it, uh, uh, it's, it's a twelve, but we, uh, it's, uh, I mean that first, third, sixth, ninth, eleventh, six, twelfth. So I'll give you about the sixth hour. The sixth hour we find in this hour, God extends his arms on the cross. This is the time when they hanged our Lord on the cross. So in this hour, God extends his arms on the cross in one hand, carrying the sins of mankind from all generations in order, in other declaring the love of God for man. So he offered in this hour, the title is forgiveness and the eternal life. Eternal life. Thus he reconciled the man with God on the cross for our salvation. So we find the church each hour begin with prophecies. Why we selected these prophecies to read? Because those prophecies like the uh, second prophecy in Isaiah chapter 53 is a very powerful sign of Christ as a lamb 
brought to the slaughter that the people I, I will give you an advice when you read the Old Testament it is not only just the stories but when, when you read any passage in the Old Testament try to find out where is Christ in this as the Father said that Christ was hidden from the Old Testament, but revealed in the New Testament. So when you read any chapter of Old Testament, try to find a word, a key, or something to lead you to the New Testament. Like here. Tomorrow we'll read in the sixth hour. While you are following, try tomorrow in order just not to feel boring. Look to the screen. It's very nice here and there. Look to screen tomorrow while the prophecy is read. So you you look to the words and then find, oh, hear the Christ and write it down. If you have a notes, write it down or on your phone. I found in this prophecy Christ and show it to the Father, right? Is that right? I give homework <laughs> for you and for the past. And then you put, yes, here in Christ in Isaiah. Isaiah 53. Is more talking about because of his affliction open, open not his mouth. Where is Christ here in the crucifixion? When he led him and he did not open his mouth. He was, lot, uh, he was led as a sheep to the slaughter. Here the Christ again. And as lamb before the shearer is silent. Here Christ again. So you look to the passage and you find that the Father selected Isaiah 53 to prepare ourselves to the New Testament when we read the four Gospels. So you find all oh, the people, hundreds of years, they saw the scene of the crucifixion. They saw the slaughter and Christ. But they, met, they, they, might, they might not just mention the name but this is a prophecy in his humiliation his judgment was taken away so this is here a christ again and then the second one is isaiah 12 it speaks of the day of salvation that comes with a great joy the sun will be darkened look a hundred thousand of years before christ and he saw by the prophecy and inspiration of God, he saw Christ, he saw the sun when darkened. Isaiah. So the church here, <coughs> Behold, my God is my Savior. He said, I will trust in him and not be afraid, for the Lord is my glory and my praise. I will give you, it's not a part of this uh, talk, but I was given in, in, in other church yesterday about the word, one of the saints of Christ, why, oh God, oh God, why you forsaken me? You know, this is a first verse of Psalm 22. So we use it to remind the Jews around him, they mocking on him, they said, if you are God, come down on the cross, we will believe in you. But he said, he uses, he used their words to remind them that he, this Zal was talking about him in this, in this time. So Isaiah 12 is, is spoke about that. Let us move forward because I know that
today was long day, tomorrow is more long, so I don't want to limit it. let you remain more, but uh, to be go back home and ready for tomorrow. But I will give you, so I give you now an, an example of how to meditate while you're sitting above the verses you see. And then you find out where is Christ is, where is Christ. And then you compare what you read in the Old Testament in Isaiah 53 or Isaiah 12 to the Gospel will be read later on, the four Gospels, the passage from the four Gospels. I will give you an example of the hymns for tomorrow. We'll say Taishori, the golden censor. Usually when we say a hymn, Lahm, the hymn in the church, you look what Abuna is doing. At that time, particularly, the Holy Church, the deacons, they say the golden censor. The golden censor at that time, the two, the Abunas, two priests, will be ready to sense the icon of the crucifixion. So they will, uh, 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 they, they will incense the crucifixion, and then the Bukhur, the incense will raise up. And to follow Taishori with very important and very unique Latin, it's called Vi Eight of Enf. Which this, what, why does it mean? What does it mean, Vi Eight of Enf? This is he. <laughs> so Abuna is giving the incense to the crucifixion, and the deacon, they want to draw our attention, this is he. With the lah, this 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 thing, he said the the deacon started to say why why eight of it, but this word stuck. This lah in particular, and this hymn we declare: this is he who offered himself on the cross as an acceptable sacrifice for the salvation of our race. His good father smelled him in the evening of Golgotha. Smelled. And Abuna is offering incense. So you smell, you see, you feel the sacrifice of the cross while this compilation is doing. Abuna is not doing a performance in front of us. It has meaning when the church put Abuna to, uh, to, uh, to give incense at that time while the deacon reciting this. Also, you will find this hymn it's very unique, as I said, Vi eight of Enf, Epshoi in So Silla. It means this is who offered himself on the cross an accepted sacrifice for the salvation of our race. The beginning of this hymn, you find it long. We take about how many minutes? 15, 15, 12 to 15 minutes just on those, the beginning. Of Y8 of Inf. Y8 of Inf will take it long, long. Shalansa, maybe you get one white and say, and then we don't understand. But you feel, you feel why, why the church puts these words long. And the rest of the hymn, we go fast. We say, and then it's, it's fast, the words goes fast. The beginning, long. The rest, 
goes first. Why? Because to signify that God waited a very long time when he found someone in, uh, enough to, to, uh, to bear or, or that the time it took for salvation long time. So God waited all this time in the Old Testament unless the fulfillment, the time has come to sacrifice himself. Because this is, it says, this is who offered himself. The salvation from Adam until salvation, it took many years. So the lahn or the him, it took long. But actual sacrifice on the cross, it took three hours. That's why the rest of the hymn we go fast. We go fast. Because the crucifixion took only three hours. But God prepared us for this salvation for many years. That's why you find again. That's why when you find that any deacons is saying a long one, say to yourself, why this hymn is long? Why this one is fast and this is it has a meaning. It has a significance in the church. Like in the 12th hour, uh, uh, hours, when we say Pekisronos, Pekisronos, Pekithronos, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. This only word, it took 25 minutes to mark. This only word we will say and recite in 25 minutes. Pekisronos. But why it, it says that? I'm not talking about the origin of the hymns and all this, where, where did it come from, from Pharaoh, from Egyptian, from that. I'm not talking about the history of the hymns. But I give you an impression about what does it mean. Because we want to, we want to see the eternity. You feel the eternity in the lah, in the hymn. When you say, because thrones for only one word, your throne is forever and ever. If I ask any one of you now, what does eternity mean? Who can, who can answer this question? What does it mean? Does it mean there is no yesterday? There is no tomorrow? There is no after tomorrow? There is no time? By humankind language, you cannot give an expression about fine, really meaning, definition of eternity. Even the fathers, eternity, something has no end. That's why that tomorrow you, you feel that when you stand in the church. You feel the eternity. You start to meditate on that. What are you going to find in eternity? You will enjoy the being of Christ. You will enjoy the being the company of all his saints. You will listen to the hymns of Sherubim and Seraphim and the old angels. You will not have any kind of feeling that you want to be taken away from this feeling. That's why the church wants us to feel tomorrow when we say it, the eight of end. The, the eight of end, it hits very high notes at the mention of the word the bestowers. So you find the hymn. The musical, it goes up. 
because he raised up to the cross. So when we come to the Pistavros, we go with the Lahm high, high, because the cross is it's high. So we think that the cross is high. That's why when we reach to the, this word, the cross, uh, uh, raising of the Son of God and cross, uh, uh, the cross on the top of Golgotha. Um, I said about lots of the last part of him, his good father smelled him at the, uh, accomplish it in a very short period of time, three hours of the crucifixion. So now, now you understand what the prophecies, significance, why we put it, and then we, uh, uh, we also uh, have a meaning. There is a very beautiful hymn, it's called Omonogenis. Omono, Omonogenis. Omono, the only begotten. The only begotten. So this Lahm Omonogenis, Ishantri, um, the initial part of the hymn, discuss the incarnation and crucifixion. So this Lahm, when you look at it, it gives us an idea about the life of Christ, he is on the cross, but I remember he was crucified since he was a child. So it gives us a meaning of his incarnation in this Latin. The initial part of the hymn discusses incarnation, crucifixion, and is accompanied with a super pastel tune. So it finds it's a very pastel. And uh, what is good in, uh, yeah, what is nice and uh, amazing in our tradition also, that this lahm, it says also in two another occasions, in the ordination of the patriarch and in the burial of the patriarch and bishops. We say it. Why we say it in the patriarch while they receiving him from the door of the cathedral? It's, we say it in a pastel form, and it's a very sadness. Why we don't say with him, O King of Peace, of Oro, because Marot, way we receive Omonoganis while he's entering? Because he's bearing the responsibility. He's bearing the responsibility, right, Peter? It's bearing the responsibility. He will sacrifice himself on behalf of his people. That it's like a, a scene. They bring him in the middle, of the church, like Christ on the Golgotha, they put on him the crown like the swords, they put him arrayed in him the staff of the bishop of the patriarch, but is not a happiness or, or something for him or for it's a big responsibility. In the discolia, the teaching of the apostles, it says that I will seek their blood from your hands. The, the teaching of the apostles saying to the patriarch, to the shepherds, I will ask for the blood of the congregation from your hands. Each one of us will stand before Christ for himself. But when you go higher and higher in the ranks of the priesthood, you will be asked more and more and more. The patriarch will be responsible for the whole churches in Australia, in Europe, in America, God will ask. He said that. 
That's why the church put this Nahna Umunoka needs, the only begotten son. Um, and it's near to the end, there is a hope in this life. And near to the end, you find it's near, uh, uh, there is a hope when discussing the promise of the resurrection. So once the congregation chants trampled down death, Sanatun, 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 the hymn regains life in lovely tempo and the lighter beat. Here we hear of the hope of the cross. So again, we find that the lahm it changes and we go because it gives us a hope of resurrection. Sanatun, Sanatun, he will rise. It's not, it's not only this is the end of the scene, but there is something after the resurrection. Um, I don't want to go more about the tradition, but um, uh, I just want to say uh, I just want to return something to by eight of end, one of uh, the Great Friday hymn, as I said, is our redemption, which accomplished on that holy day. That's why the theme of this uh, day. Um, and also, in this hymn, when I said that, it means He is God. He is, he is God. So we say to that because the people walking on him on the cross, the Jews around him, the soldiers, the two thieves around him, we say, he is, he is, he is. That's why right after we say uh, a medical list, which we, the translation is confession of the, uh, hmm? the thief, the right hand thief, yes. We say because he could, God revealed for him that he could at that time understood that he is, he is God. The other people, they didn't understand around the cross. Of course, except St. Mary and St. John, but this one, God revealed for him. He is. And how many times in our life that God revealed, uh, uh, you can see or you don't know that he is. He is. You looked around looking for another one. You're looking around for another solution in your life. Why we go through tribulations and difficulties in life, sometimes we don't understand that he is. He is the one who has salvation for me and for everyone. That's why the church in this by eight of Enf, we, we will repeat again for each one of us tomorrow that he is. If you're looking for Christ outside, you will not find him. If you're looking for, for Christ without cross, without suffering, you will not find him. He is on the one of the cross. He will trample the death. He will raise from death. He will give us victory over death. He is. So I invite all of you tomorrow to enjoy your day as I give you keys. Follow up the, the readings, try to find out Christ, 
try to understand the words of the hymn, look to the translation, and thank God that some of the uh, hymns now we hymn it and we say it in English, so it's easy. To, maybe it loses when we take it long with the word. You may lose the word or meaning, but you can look on the screen and we find why they are saying this long. And as I gave you a key of meditation on the words of the Ichigin, and you link it with Christ, with the scene of uh, tomorrow, Friday. Tomorrow, one uh, of the most important day in our salvation. We say for the salvation of our race, it happened for the salvation of our race. It has been established that he upon the cross is God. He is the one spoken of by the prophets. That's why we repeat every hour uh, prophecies. And he is the acceptable sacrifice. Through this sacrifice we are redeemed, since it has been established that the death of the incarnate word meant the death of man was paid in full. Once and for all, um, what follows then, the, the follows of the day, you find the more and more and more, I, I, I mean, if we sit, I mean, we may talk for hours about each hymn, each prophecy, why this is in a very wise way being selected to put it in this hour and to put it in this way, how we link it the hymn with the prophecies, with the gospel. And I, I believe if you ex uh, experience this tomorrow and do it, uh, you will enjoy that the day not to be ended. You need to extend, that's why the church in the books uh, the, the old tradition, I will end with this one. It was not in my words. I will say to you. You know, in the old tradition of the Good Friday, you find the uh, fathers here, they put the spices on the, and they pair uh, the period uh, of the icon of Christ uh, and with the cross, with roses and spices. While we are saying Golgotha, and after we start, uh, we started to uh, to recite the Psalms 150, and we distributed the, the, the 150 to each one of you one Psalm silently. We say, but the fathers they say until the third. In the old tradition, they keep going on the church, and they say and uh, singing with him the 150 until they come to the time of. Uh, the one who I was the younger among my uh, my brethren, and then Abuna he take off his emma uh, uh, and then he started to say and they continue. <laughs> uh, but the church puts that after the Psalms it's written in manuscripts. I saw it in very old manuscripts. It's there that they get rest for a while, for a while. Uh, those who understand the Arabic, they say, يَسْتَرِيْحُونَ قَلِيلًا 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 وَيَبْدَأُونَ They get rest for a while and they continue the night until morning. And they end by uh, third hour and by a uh, reading of Calypsis and they went home 
and go back again because the ninth hour we break third and six and uh, before reading the uh, book of uh, Revelation and then we find the ninth hour why ninth hour why we don't put it on the uh, in the before because in the old tradition we read the Revelation go back home return it about 3 p.m. Uh, re reading or pray uh, the third hour, the ninth hour, and then uh, the, uh, the uh, uh, beginning of the liturgy, and that time the liturgy ended by five or six. That's why the Feast of Resurrection has no Vesper, raising Vesper, because we usually finish in the old tradition, uh, finish the liturgy of Pride Saturday late, and they come to make it uh, in the in the, uh, like the deer or monasteries we do it uh, the the baker late and finish the liturgy of the holy resurrection early Sunday morning as we say in the early Sunday morning <laughs> so early Sunday morning but they push it they push it they push it until we now we have this tradition that we finish the prides today very early morning. We go back home and then come back again. And most of the churches, I don't know about here, they, they skip the tasbiha, the midnight race. But in the monastery, I mean, we do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, at the monastery, we started the tasbiha uh, by five until uh, eight o'clock or nine, and then we started the morning, the doxologies and the raising, and then and we finish what early like two or three in the morning. But this is that the, enjoy the tradition. Uh, read more about it. Read the scriptures in the screen or in your book. And as, as, I, as I started my talk today, I, I didn't come today just to give a sermon, but just to give you, uh, 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 to taste how the rights of the church has meaning. It's not it didn't put by haphazard like that, it just selected, but it has a meaning when you read it all together. That's why we stay long. Uh, wishing you all the blessed, uh, great Friday tomorrow. Enjoy, come early to the church. Uh, uh, stay until the end of the church. Uh, do as I told you, uh, open your book, look in the screen, Try to find Christ in prophecies, try to understand the words, link the words of the hymns with the gospel and with the prophecies. And I, uh, yeah, uh, I'm sure that you're going to enjoy uh, by this way. And glory be to God now forever.